Namaskaram, Dr. V. It is my great honor to welcome you as my guest on Chatra Chitra. How are you today? Thank you. I am all right. You are the founding member of the Balaji Temple, which is recognized as the largest temple in Europe, largest Hindu temple in Europe. So yes. how did it all start, uh, Dr. Rao? And uh, why did you feel that it was required, a temple was required in the West Midlands to start with? Um, why in West Midlands is because, first of all, I think I stayed in West Midlands. Secondly, it is well connected by motorways from all over the country. That's why we thought something must be Midlands. How we started, it is not in the first beginning we thought we are going to have a, such a big temple, but it started like a small Bhajana Mandali in my house. Uh, of, this was uh, Sai Baba, once in a month we used to meet. And then they, I used to, I converted my garage into a temple and we used to have meetings and uh, some bhajan sessions there. But uh, in, over the time, the number grew more than my garage can accommodate. And secondly, some of the people said, we must have a traditional um, prayers or something like that. Uh, they were not very keen, perhaps, on uh, such Sai Baba. So then we changed into um, Suprabhada Seva. And uh, we tried to go outside the house and we asked some of the temples whether they can accommodate us. Mm -hmm. But um, only one temple, Gita Bhavan Mandir, said you can come on Sundays after we finish our prayers. But other places, they said they will charge us. And so, because we didn't have any money or any organization. So we started in Gita Bhavan Mandir in 1975, 74-75. Before that, we used to do bhajans in our house from 73 onwards. They first one day allowed us to come on Sundays after their prayers they were doing. And then our number grew. Then they were their trustees said, and they made me also a trustee. They said that we should have an idol of Venkateshwara. So we put an idol of Venkateshwara in Gita Bhavan Mandir. Uh, in 1980s and then our then we got the feeling that we should not be we, we were getting about thousand people whereas the never had that crowd so we thought all right we will we will have to move out and then only we started to have a, a organization called Sri Venkateshwara Balaji Temple mm -hmm. and 94 we tried to register it, but in 1988, we formed as a trust. And from there onwards, we grew. We, we tried to get a land. We never got any land anywhere because we said we should build a temple from land, not convert a church or anything like that. And so we could get till about 1992 uh, because the Rotary member also. Through them, I could contact the Black Country Development Corporation. And then, fortunately for us, uh, we applied there. When the application went to the chairman, Sir Michael, forgetful name of him. And uh, he, was, he then visited India and returned. And he saw the, um, there the um, 
big temple of Krishna in uh, in in um, Delhi, Billa's uh, temple. And then he came and he said, "Are you going to build such a Billa's uh, um, type of temple?" Then we said, "We may do it in one night." And then he said, "All right." Uh, he asked his uh, deputies to show us uh, some community land. And first, they took us to all dilapidated places, <clears throat> some railway line uh, yard like this. Then, when he came back to him, he said, "No, no, no. This is all not for temple land." And he pointed out the land of ours. But the present land of ours was divided for a small part for temple, three acres. The rest were lawn tennis association and then football uh, place. So we had all these, but fortunately, by God's grace, they didn't develop. So we we got all that land uh, for, to start with about twelve acres of land, twelve point four or something like that. And then, uh, then we started to. We didn't have much funds. We had a little bit, about half a million. So he asked us, "How are you going to build?" Then we showed him. Uh, a temple model, uh, and then also we showed him uh, how we could. At that time, our estimation was about nearly two million. He said, "If you have got one million with you, I will accept it." So we had about half a million, and half a million we asked the banks to loan, and they so many doctors accepted to um, underwrite it if in case they fail. So they gave us an undertaking that they will finance half a half a million, and so eventually we got the land. But by the time we got the land, 1995, we applied for the planning permission, and the council refused it. So that country development corporation overruled the planning permission. All these are hurdles. We at that time it was big hurdles. We crossed over it. It so we crossed over it. We crossed over it with our patience. But by 1995-96, we got the approval of planning permission. Then by that time, the Millennium people were advising what is the best uh, things that they can finance. Million two thousand to be open. So we applied for it. We showed our land. Uh, fortunately for us, we employed professionals to do all the talking. And uh, we gave them some money, an American firm, that they have to take lot of things. Uh, they have to supply uh, for the application. Finally, we were approved. But when they approved us, by the time we changed the temple to a, a granite stone type of temple, and we showed the land. And uh, before the land was actually, we were they were. Uh, To give us the money, we put the foundation, so they knew that we are going to definitely build. So they estimated the cost of it will be six point six million. Wow. They said you have three point three million. Then we will come forward. Then to raise three point three million in a short time was not a, a joke. But anyway, we raised some money. We raised some uh, some people like. Attempting to give some little money, and it was all supported by uh, accountants that they can give twenty-five thirty like that. And then we proved them that we could come up to three million. 
then they accepted that uh, figures and then they uh, accepted to um, grant that but provided we are facing it one if you build a wall half of it they will give like that it has to go by step by step so as we are going on <laughs> and many firms were not prepared to build the temple so we have to use a, actually a foreign firm christian and nielsen who were actually owned by the island king and that uh, they are now no more existing in england and they they accepted to build it then we employed a british architect who is known as dr adam hardy he he did his phd in south indian temples so he was able to put a the present drawing is all is but then we, we have to employ still in sapathi to make all the gopuras and all that so we have to employ from tirupati devasthanam i have the tirupati devasthanam they said uh, they cannot uh, they can give a little money about 12 lakhs that is nothing here and uh, but then they said that uh, their sapathi i must contact and their sapathi said a son should take part because he is old he can't travel and that's why mr dachinamurthy was employed he came and he did the the architectural part of the temple that is gopuras and other things but what happened is by the end of the temple it was not 6.6 million it became 8.8 million so we uh, we couldn't pay the last bit so the company took us to court mm. but it, we somehow that whole where was the defects that to go up and it was mostly architects uh, defects and uh, the so we we have to ask the architect and the architect uh, um, finally accepted and is their insurance agent most of the money the entire project the temple project started made a very humble start you know right from that yes. yes. from the yes backyard. and then probably it must have started around 1970s i mean the seed of you know how yes, yes. thought of yes. having a temple yes. in the midlands because you were also yes. based in the midlands but it is yes. uh, after making such a humble beginning and where we are today we mm. all as hindus have immense take immense pride to have you know yes. such Thank a worship but, yes but this is a slow process and as we are growing and increasing increasing and um, we later became really a interfaith institution that's why the seven hills which we have got hillocks there yes. is not one we called it christian hill with uh, this like that um in other words you are encouraging diversity and, and inclusion right so that is that, that is one of the, you know the the magnanimity or you know the, the generosity of our hindu religion to accept different religions yes. and respect yes. show their respect uh, our respect yes. towards them so i mean you have been a very forward thinker uh, dr narayan rao and uh, it's uh, perhaps uh, you know you had this vision and that you know that has really come to fruition after over 30 years now and the temple as it stands as of today we have so many people from various faiths many forms of worship 
who throng to the temple, they want to see, and also I'm very, very uh, impressed with the, the distinct architecture of the temple. So that must have taken really a lot of uh, time as well as you must have faced a lot of challenges. I mean, did you have people from India who actually came and helped us uh, to, yes. um, you know, with this, and even for the, uh, the construction of the idols? So you must have had some craftsmen uh, who are experts in this. How did it happen? Yes. The, the, the stone uh, uh, deities, they all came from India. They were done in India and uh, most of them was done in Tirupati, oh. uh, except Lord Muruga, he was done in uh, Mahabharipuram. The rest of the things were done in Tirupati and uh, we had also a small committee in India also to help us mm -hmm. and uh, that's, but we are sending money from here. There is tapatis were sent by Dachinamurti who did the Gopura and all that. The stones were cut in India, assembled here. And that's why happened. the outside uh, wall and all that, we imported uh, stones from Spain. Dr. Haddam, Hardy and our committees, they got and they cut it. But the, the central Gopuram part of it, that's why you can see two types of granite there. That was done in India and assembled here. But what happened because we couldn't finish the temple. We were supposed to be finishing it by 2000. We couldn't. And it took, because of the stone work takes a longer time. I, I never realized it at that time. If they say it's one year, it is five years. <laughs> and that's what happened. Afterwards, we learned it. But then we couldn't finish it. Otherwise, the royalty would have come and opened the temple. That was what the original plan was. In fact, the royal people were arranging for all the millennium. They contacted us, but we were not ready at that time, 2000. So it became 2005. And at six, we opened it. Yeah, 2006. I remember the, attending the Kumabhishekam. Yes. But we have not... The, all these temples are never really completed. They have gone because everybody comes, new communities come and they they have added and added. So we have not done still the Rajagopuram consecration. Right. Only when we do a consecration, the temple is supposed to be complete. That uh, We have got all that uh, things to be put on the Kalashams and all that, but we, we were not able to do at that time to so many reasons. Unfortunately, when the organization becomes bigger and bigger, we have got many internal problems. Right, right. Okay, okay. But you see, one aspect is the, the construction, the architectural aspect of the temple. But you see, I have also personally, because of being associated with the temple for so many years now, I have seen the priests are experts. They are Sanskrit scholars, but they all brought in from India or do the temple have any yes. kind of a system where they train the priests? Unfortunately, we don't train. They, in fact, the ministry asks us to do that, but it is not possible because they have learned in a the, the Vaishnavite, that is the, the temple of Venkateshwara and Hanuman and all that. The Vaishnavite site are people trained by Tirupati Devasthana. Right. They, they, as soon as their best students are coming, we advertise there and then they come here. And the Saivites people, we use only one, that Tirupurakundram trained priest. 
so that why we are taking from one place alone is because then the continuity will be the same because every training they have in a different emphasis so we we keep like that and that is why our standard is high but the government has put a difficulty few years ago and they said that nobody should stay more than two years so we have to rotate Yes. increase by two years if you are bringing it from same school of training that then we have the same thing continued we accept for two priests one vice mate and one sir who is a permanent because they came before the rulings came in and apart from them all of them are two years rota so you may see every two years different faces there yeah. but they will all they are all very good they are good because we ask the and head masters or the principals to select the right people and send us we don't good uh, but we we have got a procedure we have to advertise locally then we have to advertise in india then there there's no advertisement answered we must show that to the home office and then we ask these principals to send and they usually send the right people right amazing does it have any concept of uh... training younger priests within the the uk nationally when we had the trouble of this uh, uh two years it is i led the uh, at that time i was the chairman of the hindu council uk so i led this and met the ministers and everything first of all they were not allowing anybody not even the two years they were saying they have to pass an english examination which is a very high standard then they can stay for four years we some of the priests tried to appear for the exam they failed we trained them in english and all that but they were not up to the mark then then only we went as a delegation and asked them and then they said they can't give but then they can give you because it's already passed by parliament so they said they can give you for two years as priest uh, they are not really priest in the sense they are temple workers that is the category Right. so they come as, they come as temple workers and then they priest assistants that supposed to be assisting but assisting the two permanent priests that's how it happens and that's how we got over it but uh, we couldn't do better than but now we find a difficulty because every 3 years by the time they came and settled this climate it takes about a year next year they will be they get one year one Wow, one year one month they must be given holidays they accumulate that so next year they only stay for 10 months and um, that uh, by the time they are going back i think this system it gives a more opportunity it's an experience for them and yes. at the same time after every 3 years you send them back and bring the new people you're giving them job opportunities for the others uh, the other priests as well so that's a wonderful system uh, which the temple is incorporating uh, you know in that in that respect it's good but most of them will not like to go back to india they either go to america or here there we yeah. find our priests who are all been here in america australia mm. and uh, all that because they also find it very difficult to go back to that system and there is a lot of difference of uh, uh, earnings also that that makes them think and nowadays i believe priests in india are also not so bad as uh, they used to be in yeah, absolutely see our indian culture as we see today it includes 
all religions that have become a part of India, right? At least in the last 2000 years or so. And Hinduism plays a very major role amongst all these. How do you see Hinduism being incorporated by the youngsters in their daily life today? At least- Yes, yes. I didn't say other part of the temple activities. One of them is our youth camps. We run a two youth camps in a year, summer and winter, and which uh, is very highly competitive because they, they can't perhaps give for everybody a place in the camp because the applications become very, very many. And we have, can only accommodate about 100 people, 50 girls and 50 boys. Because they are different age groups, some from 8 to 12, 13 and 14, 15 and 16 and above. And uh, we bring, we usually bring speakers, swamis and other people from India for a long time. But the last couple of years, especially after COVID coming and all that, they are on the online co um, camps. So we are not bringing anybody from India. We are using local events, which we have got many astronomers and many uh, religious places are in here, like Chinmayananda, etc., etc. And so they, we try to get. So they are at that time given some uh, basics of Hinduism. In fact, our youth group is very, very good. They are. They have got this time the Queen's Award. Mm -hmm. yes, congratulations to you and uh, to all the, the excellent team for their wonderful support. I wanted to say this to the last. And uh, we also, as you perhaps know, we uh, train them in Carnatic music, dance, and such cultural activities are also. Nowadays, we don't get any uh, artists for our functions. We are all our own trained people come. So we are uh, in that way, we are also. We have advanced. We have got still to do a lot. And um, we are going to do on the, the faith week, 13th and 14th of November, tree planting. Now we are changing to more, uh, to be environmental conscious and see that we do something towards that. Yeah. And the so, but youths are all coming forward for that. Our youth group is very strong. In fact, our Kumbhabhishekam, we had 400 volunteers. It's not a small number. Amazing. I can see that the youngsters are coming forward. Yes, it's it's important that you know we maintain that. And I'm really very, very uh, interested. The temple has been you know, developing this aspect that is to encourage the young to make them take pride in the religion and uh, you know, to make them understand and develop their day-to-day -day life, you know, as per what our conditions have been um, given to us. So that's an amazing thing. I also see the establishment of the Gandhi Peace Center. So what made you establish that and when was that done? This is when Mrs. Birla, Rajeshri Birla, visited the temple. She asked me a simple question, would you like to have a Mahatma Gandhi, some statue? Mm. I told her, the statue we can put somewhere here the ground, but then it can't be maintained because they, some birds will sit on the top of his head and all that. that I, I felt that is not really good. Then she said, mm -hmm. um, what about uh, Gandhi? Uh, it was not called Gandhi Center, it was called some other name, Gandhi Center. Then 
I said, yes, that is where. And then she said, show me the land. So we showed the land. And then she said she would finance it, building. And she wanted to build something like Sabarmati Hasramam of Mahatma Gandhi. But we, we convinced her to change into a round building. Because then, then there was only one floor she would finance. Then we said we require a, a meditation hall and top floor because that's why round buildings are better for meditations. That's the way. So um, we said, and she finally agreed. She said, I will finance the whole thing. And she financed it. So the ground floor, there is Mahatma Gandhi's exhibition of his life. And the top floor, we, we were using it for meditation, but now because of COVID, people don't come. It has been transferred to so many other things. Uh, but that's how it came. And we are very grateful to the uh, foundation, Gandhi Foundation. Mm. And uh, and uh, there is one, Virag Pariki is no more. He is the man who worked in between India and us. It is a fantastic idea, you know, to have a father of our nation. He made a very humble beginning again. His life, it's a very yes. inspiring story. My personal feeling is still I was in the head of the institution there, is that uh, deities are all right. They're all mythological deities. We must uh, worship them with four hands and all that. But these people like Mahatma Gandhi, Ramana Maharishi, um, Arubindu and all these, these are the people who made us to know our, uh, our whatever our values, the dharma and is there. To me, Hinduism is not really a religion. It is more a dharma. It's a way of life, they say. Many people say that it's a way of life. In that way of life, we, like um, Lokas, Sarva, Samasto, Sukhino, Bhavantu, uh, we have, we include everybody. There is no exemptions, no this thing. That's why I think our ancient kings allowed other religions to come and put foot in India. We didn't have that problem. But of late, of course, there are a lot of political process that's different. But I personally feel a Hindu temple must only give the Sanatana Dharma. That is what is important, the ancient uh, code of living, rather than uh, trying to be more ritualistic prayers. That's got its own place, but that's not everything. True, our Hindu religion particularly is connected to Shiva or service, and all about righteousness and you know, service to others. So I think uh, yes. the is doing a, a great job, if I may humbly say so. I feel very proud. I take great pride in you know uh, having such a temple and going there quite regularly and worship. You've seen also the Yagashala there. And uh, yes. because there's only temple in UK, we have got a separate Yagashala where all kinds of um, homes can be done. Yes. And uh, our priests are all trained for that. So that's, a, that's a good, that's actually a money spinner for the temple because they, it's even in COVID time, it was booked. Oh, really? priests, oh. Yes, even in COVID time, it is booked. And I'm told that. Uh, we have not lost much of uh, money. We have we eighty five percent of our income was coming. Right. Okay. Yeah. The Agashala is again another uh, very spectacular 
uh, feature, which, which is very helpful for all the Hindus, uh, especially because we do have certain traditions, we follow certain customs, each, each of our uh, Hindu sect follows a different tradition. So you have everything under one place and that's what really brings people yes. together, bringing the community together. So that's absolutely uh, an amazing uh, service that the temple has actually taken. This has been uh, for almost uh, three, four years now since the Yagashala has been established. Oh, more than that. More, more than, than that. that. Right. Yes. I think it is the, once we finish the uh, even before we put Saiva temple, Shiva temple, we had the Yagasana. Right, all they, they were every, all together. every year we were trying to open something new because the advantage of that is then there is some other an object for the volunteers to work, otherwise, they slack. So, yes. we'll say next year, next year, we'll do so. They have got some program to do. To look forward, That's how we're able to keep amazing. So, what do you feel the generation of today should learn and practice from our Hindu religion? See, Hindu religion as such, it adopts to the time. We, 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 are, we have moved quite a lot from the ancient days. But our principles, our substance is same, but we are applications of it may be differing. Today's Hinduism must concentrate on seva because service is as important as prayers. Prayers must be there. We must understand but we must also service-minded. We must do uh, every day. Even I, uh, at my old age, I put a tablet. Did I do any service today or not? <laughs> I think I, I even uh, if I put some money somewhere, uh, donation, I said I did do something. I mean, that uh, principle, I think we should uh, get service is one thing. Of course, we should be have compassion and such. See, to me, Buddha is not, did not separate, uh, find a separate religion. He was only uh, reforming or trying to help the, the whatever the tradition. At that time, it was not called Hinduism, maybe called a Vedic religion, whatever it is. That he tried to reform and make them more compassionate rather than more doing yagas and rituals. I think that even now applies. So we must have compassion, we must serve the people, and we must be devoted, and we must look after our old people. That's very valuable advice. And before we go to the next little segment of the chat, which is the lighter side of you, I know that our Balaji Temple has received the Queen's Voluntary Service Award and my heartiest congratulations to you as Thanks. the founder of the Balaji Temple and to all Thanks. the team who have worked so well over the years and been a great support to develop the temple to what it is today. I take great pride uh, in our temple and I, I would like to wish all of you the very best in the coming years and we want to see our temple to you know raise to more much higher levels uh, you know, the yeah, it, 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 it will grow, it will grow a lot higher. Sure. So we now move to the next segment called the lighter side of you. How would you describe yourself in three words? Simple person trying to 
understand divinity. What's your favorite food? What we call in Tamil as Thayar Shalom. Right. What's the recent song that you have listened to? Vaishnava Janathu of Mahatma Gandhi. What's your favorite season amongst the four seasons? Spring. How many languages do you speak? Tamil, Telugu, uh, English. These are the things I can speak. But I can manage the Malayalam and Kannada. Because Tamil is... not far away from malayalam telugu is not far away from kannada so i can manage if i go there i understand a bit too i may not be able to talk back but right. these are the only three languages what was your favorite subject in school mathematics and lastly if you could spend a day in someone else's shoes who would they be and why i would be prefer to be mahatma gandhi's follower Amazing. So with this, we come to the end of our very inspiring chat. I'm proud of you. I don't know whether I I came up to the mark or not, but uh, thank you very much for my great honor. And uh, you know, I really want to wish you good health, happiness, and a thank bright you. future in your future. So keep in keep in touch. Thank you so much. Namaskar. Thank you.